0: This is episode number 73 with Dr. Josh Axe. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Me Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thoughts leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Beautiful. Dr. Josh Axe is the founder of Ancient Nutrition and DrAxe.com, and he is a certified doctor of natural medicine a doctor of chiropractic and a clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy by empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. Dr. Axe is an expert in functional medicine, digestive health, and herbal remedies. He is also the best-selling author of Eat Dirt and the co-author of Essential Oils, Ancient Medicine. And in today's episode, we chat about his journey from watching his mum with cancer and being unwell himself to where he is today. What is leaky gut? and the six main causes of leaky gut, the common symptoms of leaky gut, why leaky gut is the root cause of all disease, his eat dirt protocol to heal your gut, the surprising and free strategies to relieve stress, why you need to know your gut type and how you can heal it, how you can turn your health around and heal your gut in just 90 days. Plus, we cover so much more. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 73. And without further ado, let's bring on the amazing, the super knowledgeable Dr. Josh Axe. Josh, it is so great to have you on the show, but before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning?
1: Yeah, happy to. So I woke up this morning, I actually had a uh, what I'd call a bone broth smoothie. There's a great protein powder called Keto Protein, and it has bone broth powder in it. It's got MCT oil and uh, also has something called bone broth oil and a lot of adaptogen herbs. It was a maple flavor, so I had uh, it was called Keto Protein. So I had a scoop of that. Had a scoop of a multi collagen protein, um, I actually cooked some rice uh, this week in the slow cooker it was sprouted rice I made a congee and I threw that in there and so I had a kind of like a maple flavored smoothie with some sprouted grain rice and threw a little cinnamon in there too and that's uh, That's what I had for breakfast
0: mm delicious. Now, your new book, Eat Dirt, Why Leaky Gut May Be the Root Cause of Your Health Problems, and Five Surprising Steps to Cure It is out now. So, I just wanted to congratulate you on that first. But can you please tell us how you got to doing the work that you're doing today and writing this amazing book?
1: What really got me into just the natural health space in general is a health crisis in my own family. My mom, at 40 years old, was diagnosed with cancer. And, and that was really surprising for us because we were very uh, fitness oriented. So, you know, my mom looked healthy. She was my gym teacher in elementary school, she was a swim instructor. So we, we thought, hey, she looked good. How could she get this diagnosis? But she did. And she went through all the traditional medical treatments. My mom went and had a mastectomy, she went through rounds and rounds and rounds of chemotherapy. And I can still remember this day, seeing her hair fall out. I remember her looking like she had aged 20 years in two weeks. And you're saying to myself, man, I never want to see anyone have to go through this again. And you know what? She made it through those treatments. And the doctor said, hey, you're cancer-free now and you're healthy. But really, my mom wasn't healthy after the treatments. My mom really actually seemed sicker after she went through chemotherapy. My mom... uh was diagnosed with a thyroid problem, hypothyroidism. She had chronic fatigue syndrome, digestive issues. She got put on antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications. And my mom was sort of sick and tired all the time. And this went on for 10 years. And 10 years later, I was actually training to become a doctor. And um, my mom calls me and she said, I've got bad news. I've just been diagnosed with cancer again. What do I do? And I said, Mom, I'll be home. I flew home from Florida back to Ohio, where I'm from. And we sat down prayed together. and We felt really led to take care of her all naturally. And so my mom, rather than the doctors at the time were saying, we want to go in and do surgery and radiation, we decided to change her diet and her lifestyle. So my mom started juicing vegetables every single day. She started doing bone broth. She started doing essential oils like frankincense and myrrh. She started doing supplements like turmeric and reishi mushroom. And she just changed everything. And she went back to the oncologist after four months and redid a CT scan. And they called us a day or two later and they said, "Um, what have you been doing? And we told them and they just said, well, this is highly unusual. We don't typically see this, but your tumors have shrunk by more than half. They said, we want to send you again in nine months. She went back nine months later and almost complete remission today. It's actually been about 13 years or so. And my mom is in the best shape of her life at 65. She's yeah, you know, her, her and my dad, they water ski, they run, they're just very active together, and so that, that's a big reason why I practice and teach the way I teach. Is seeing my mom and how she just kept getting worse in the conventional medical system, and just seeing the results and how she healed when she started using food as medicine. Um, to me, that was just a a a a big part of why I you know wrote my book Eat Dirt as well because my mom had digestive issues, I had gut issues. And I had to figure out how to heal myself, and a lot of the principles of that are based on uh, traditional tri- Chinese medicine and looking at the root cause of disease not not just treating symptoms as so often happens in our current system today
0: mm, so let's talk about leaky gut because I have had gut issues as well. My husband has, I think a lot of people have gut issues. Can you explain in basic terms, like what is leaky gut for someone who has never heard of it? And what are the six main causes? And what are some of the common symptoms?
1: Basically, leaky gut is this. So think of your digestive tract or digestive lining like a net with extremely small holes in it, okay? It basically is there to allow certain things to pass in your bloodstream, smaller things like vitamins and minerals and glucose, but it's meant to keep out bigger particles like you know proteins. Well, when somebody gets leaky gut, imagine you've got your your this lining and it gets rips in it or holes in it, and part of that is due to inflammation. It's essentially causes a fire on your net, starts burning holes in that lining. Well then what happens is things those holes get bigger so things that should never get in your bloodstream start getting in there undigested food particles like gluten bad bacteria heavy metals toxins all those things get into our bloodstream causing inflammation not just of the gut lining now but now of the entire body and if that continues over time that inflammation can turn into food intolerances it can turn into immune system issues and actually can even get to the point where your body develops an autoimmune disease and your body starts attacking its own cells and tissues. And so that's, that's the progression. The biggest things that can cause leaky gut are emotional stress can open up. They're called gap junctions. Those can cause bigger holes in your gut lining, toxins. Again, the food particles like gluten and casein. Medications actually are very damaging to our system, especially antibiotics pathogens like parasites, and then just organ malfunction in general. All of those things can contribute to leaky gut.
0: What are some of the common symptoms that people might have?
1: Leaky gut, sometimes is related to digestive issues, but people can have leaky gut and not have any digestive issues. Now, some of them are digestive related, like gas and bloating. Bloating is a big sign. Somebody has leaky gut, uh, so is candida. So that would be very high up on the list if somebody has bloating or candida, but also if somebody has food sensitivities, if somebody has an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, chronic fatigue, joint pain, headaches, skin issues like rosacea and acne are always leaky gut related and to some degree, of course, digestive problems. But I would say those are some of the biggest ones. Actually, anxiety and depression would be up there too.
0: So if you have any of those symptoms, it may be wise to look at your gut and get some tests done. Is that right?
1: That's right. You know, Hippocrates said this over 2,000 years ago. He said, all disease begins in the gut. Let's say you have leaky gut and now your body's gluten intolerant. You eat some gluten, it gets into the bloodstream then and actually started causing inflammation of the thyroid Over time, then your body can start attacking its own thyroid, causing Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Now, most doctors today would give somebody maybe a drug like Synthroid to change thyroid markers and maybe an immunodepressant. But if we're going to treat the root cause of, hey, what actually caused this autoimmune disease or this thyroid problem, we've got to go back and start healing and sealing up the gut lining.
0: I absolutely agree. And I've had my own journey with my gut. So I'm just loving all of this information because I love that you pointed out, you know, all disease starts in the gut. So we need to get it sorted. We need to really seal our gut, especially if we want to just thrive and be the best version of ourselves. And, and if we want to create another human, I've had a lot of friends who had serious gut issues and then made a baby and they have passed on all of those gut issues to the baby. Is that something that you see a lot of?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that is really, really common. Again, the health of the parent uh, absolutely in a major way affects the health of the child. And so, you know, I I think that now, again, I think that those things can be overcome, but there's no doubt, you know, a parent taking care of themselves during pregnancy, a mom, is going to go a long way for the child's health. I mean, there are studies that show that if a parent has an autoimmune disease, the child is three times more likely of having an autoimmune disease. There are studies showing if a mom's microbiome or the gut, the bacteria in their gut, if it has higher levels of pathogenic bacteria or candida or just bad microbes, um, that puts a child at risk for obesity uh, and, for, and for a number of other health issues.
0: Mm. And in your book, which you outline in the Eat Dirt program, the protocol that you talk about, which is remove, reseed, restore, release, and reseal, you start with remove being the first step which I'm so glad because there is so much blanket advice, in my opinion, for everybody to jump on the fermented food and the probiotic bandwagon straight away when it can cause people even more harm. Like For me, it caused me more damage because I had serious bacterial overgrowth and the last thing that my gut needed was more bacteria. It was like throwing more fuel on the fire and that's what happened to myself and my husband because we followed this philosophy that to heal the gut, You have to start with adding in more bacteria and it caused us both all sorts of problems. So can you take us through each step in your protocol, starting with remove and why each step is so important in healing leaky gut?
1: You're completely right. A lot of people will go and then they'll they'll start eating lots of sauerkraut and loading up on probiotics, but... Yeah, you do want to start getting rid of the pathogenic stuff first. Now, certain probiotics people will sometimes do better with early on, like SBOs, It's soil-based organisms. Um, bacillus subtilis is one. It's found in the food natto. But you can also find it in supplement form. That probiotic uh, acts as a kind of bulldozer to start removing the pathogenic bacteria. So if there is a probiotic somebody's going to do well with, a bacillus species or the SBO species, are probably going to be the best early on as they're healing their gut. But along with that, you know, again, yeah, we've got to remove these foods first and start killing off that bad bacteria. You know, in traditional Chinese medicine, they often call it dampness. Your body is damp, is a part of what can call leaky gut. So we've got to dry that up. And so a diet, in order to do that, is very, it's warming, it's easy to digest, and it's full of foods that dry up dampness and help heal the gut lining. Number one food um which we'll get to in a minute will be broth but again the foods you got to remove are foods that cause inflammation and dampness so those inflammatory foods it's going to be uh gluten uh most dairy products are very dampening and can cause inflammation refined grains i mean grains for the most part are not the best but especially if they were refined grains are going to be high on that list. hydrogenated oils even You know, there's a lot of GMO foods out there, like GMO canola oil, isn't the best. Artificial sweeteners, so we've got to get all of those out of our diet. So, number one is remove. Let's go talk about what to add in here in terms of the best foods to eat. You know, I would say bone broth is my number one food. That's high up on the list. The after that, I would say cooked vegetables are going to be very good. Um, Cooked vegetables. See, the the ideal meal for somebody with leaky gut is a big bowl of soup, not with grains, not with noodles, but like a big bowl of chicken vegetable soup or beef and vegetable soup. That's the ideal meal because you've got bone broth, which contains amino acids that help heal the gut, very easy to digest. You've got lots of vegetables there. So again, that's ideal there. And then after that, certain fruit can be okay. Pears are one of my favorite fruits. Pears with a little bit of like cinnamon or pumpkin spice on them are very easy to digest. So those would be high up on the list along with things like blueberries. So you got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of fruit there. Organic meat, you know, whether it's wild caught salmon, grass fed beef, organic chicken and turkey, but I'd say organic wild meats would also be up there. And really this should form the basis of the diet is broth, vegetables, some fruit in moderation, just one to two servings a day and organic meat. And if somebody is going to consume a grain, Just about the only grain I recommend is a sprouted rice that's cooked in the crock pot as a congee, which basically means you just turn rice into mush because you cook it a long time. So sprouted rice is the one grain I think some people tolerate well. Again, only sprouted and long cooked. You know, some people go without the rice. And then, you know, other foods that people may think of as vegetables, but may not pumpkin is very drying and very nourishing for the body. So that can be consumed as well. Some people do okay with seeds, but a lot don't. I mean, some people can do a small amount of chia or flax or pumpkin or hemp seeds, but sometimes they don't do that well with it. Coconut products are very, very good on this list, such as coconut milk would be good or almond milk. You know, I think those are the basis of the the basis of the diets doing a lot of soups and things like that. But yeah, bone broth by far, though, on that list is the most therapeutic food. So that's sort of the start here to remove, things to add. In terms of reseeding, you know, I, I do think that doing probiotics, after you've removed some of these bad foods and you've given yourself at least two weeks, I, I recommend reseeding with an SBO probiotic. Now, the other thing you can do is go to your local... Farmers market, buy vegetables that have a little dirt on them. You rinse it off, but there are some what are called SBO probiotics embedded in those foods and use that in making homemade, whether it's steamed vegetables or vegetables that are cooked with some coconut oil in the oven or, or however you want to make them. But again, I think doing some SBO probiotic supplement along with you know getting some local vegetables that you cook is actually a place you're going to get some probiotics there as well. From a supplement standpoint, again, I think a product out there, a protein powder that comes from bone broth. If somebody's doing a protein powder, the only protein they should be doing is from bone broth. So I would recommend a bone broth protein powder for this as well. That would be a great, probably the number one supplement along with a multi-collagen supplement. Those would be the top two on the list. After that, I do think that certain other things can be beneficial. Sometimes ginger, taking that as a supplement is great. Sometimes other things like DGL licorice root can be great. And then uh, sometimes L-glutamine powder. Some people do well with that as well. So those are the big ones. And from an essential oil standpoint, you know, I think frankincense has anti-inflammatory properties is good. There's a turmeric essential oil now that I really love. And so these, you know, frankincense, let me talk about the ones you're going to diffuse or use topically would be frankincense, myrrh. Those are two that are going to be very high up on the list. In terms of, in, and I'd also throw chamomile there as well, if you want to be calming. In terms of internal use, turmeric and ginger essential oils are probably the most therapeutic to use internally.
0: Okay. This is all such great information. I just wanted to touch on the bone broth thing because for me, a few years ago, I had all sorts of gut issues and it was kind of exacerbated by losing my best friend. She passed away and the stress from that really caused my body to go into serious fight or flight and a lot of gut issues along with Candida and sibo, I also got hives all over my body, like really bad hives, and so I couldn't have any bone broth because bone broth was high in histamine so what if someone has candida but also has this hives issue or something else like would you suggest that they stay away from the bone broth then
1: so here's what I'd recommend so there there's a product out there you know this is something that's sold in the u s so if you're out of country you'll you know have a friendship it or get it in the other way. But there's a product called Bone Broth Protein. And that's really what I would look at. Bone broth protein is cooked through pressure cooking at a high temperature for a shorter period of time. So it has very little to no histamine or glutamate, which is really unique the way it's cooked. So that's why that's I recommend that to patients with more severe issues and sensitivities because they do great with that, even though they don't do good with other broth. So that's the first thing I would recommend. The other thing is a multi-collagen supplement. That's not going to have that, those same levels. So multi-collagen, typically people do well with. And the other thing is sometimes doing stock. So broth is typically cooked for a really long period of time. Stock is typically a couple hours. So if you get chicken stock, a lot of the same benefits, some people do tolerate that well. So, so those are the solutions to do instead of homemade broth.
0: Yeah, that's what I did. I made stock, you know, and I just cooked it for maybe like two or three hours. And I would have that because the long, slow cooking bone broth would just set my histamine off and I would just be in all sorts of pain. So thank you for clarifying that. The next one, restore. What's this about?
1: A big part of the program as well that I talk about in Eat Dirt is also restoring your sort of emotional health and other things that can cause leaky gut. I mentioned this earlier, you know, for a lot of people, emotional stress, high cortisol, some of these different factors can contribute to leaky gut. And so, you know, I'll give an example. One of the things I have people do to lower cortisol is start taking more walks, you know, going out in nature and just walking trails, doing those types of things to lower cortisol and allow your gut to heal. Taking a healing bath at night, I'd have patients put in one cup of Epsom salts, 20 drops of lavender oil, and just soak in a tub three times a week. And then scheduling things in the week that people love to do, things that are stress relievers. But I think there's a lot of value there as well as people restoring their emotional health, their mental health. I find a lot of people with leaky gut have high levels of either worry or fear or anxiety. We know if you look at traditional Chinese medicine, different emotions cause disease to build in certain organs for instance the emotion of worry and we know this based on just just think about this if somebody is studying for a test or somebody's really worrying about something it can cause them to have an upset stomach so the emotion of worry causes dysfunction of your stomach your spleen and your pancreas if somebody has a lot of fear think about this if a child gets very scared they can actually wet themselves they they lose control of their bladder now if somebody has let's say you have a, a person Who has fear of disappointing their parents, fear of disappointing others or their spouse, or fear of something, you know, something not working out in life, if they live with that fear their whole life, that's gonna cause disease in their reproductive organs, specifically the kidneys, the adrenals. Uh so think about this. You get really afraid, like a bear is chasing you, what does that affect? Your adrenals, your kidneys, where those stress hormones are released. If somebody has grief in their life, they lost a loved one or go through a divorce or feel a sense of loss, that causes disease in the lungs and the colon. So we know that emotions, based on thousands of years of, you know, the Chinese knew this, that via Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine knew this, biblical medicine knew this, that if you are sick, if you're emotionally, you're emotionally sick, it's going to cause disease in your body.
0: Absolutely. And I think back to the times in my life where I have had really severe gut issues. It's been around dramatic incidents like my best friend passing away that really set my gut off because of the stress and the worry and the anxiety. So I love that you are talking not just about what we can do internally, but what we can do externally and taking a walk and having an Epsom salt bath. These are very simple things that we can do that can really make such a huge difference, not only to our mental state, but to our guts and to our health. So I love that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are uh, body, mind and spirit whole beings. And that's why that's why we call it holistic medicine is, you know, a lot of people don't get well today, because we're skipping steps, you know, people are only addressing one aspect of their health, when so often there are multiple factors that are causing somebody to be sick. I mean, I'll, t- I'll, I'll give you an example of this, you know, I've taken care of a lot of people with inflammatory bowel disease. And just as somebody, you know, you know, Oftentimes, somebody with inflammatory bowel disease like IBS, they'll go and eat gluten and they'll have this big reaction. Well, a similar thing happens when they get emotionally stressed, it'll really act up on their leaky gut or on their IBS symptoms. So, you know, these are all all a big part of it.
0: Okay. And so, the final step is reseal. What's this about?
1: So, yeah, resealing, that's really giving your body the proper nutrients to reseal the gut lining. So, there's really several parts of that. One, we mentioned this earlier, removing those foods that cause inflammation of the gut lining. Um, And then reseeding with probiotics. But resealing is making sure your body has plenty of proline, glycine, and glutamine in order to repair your gut lining and arginine. You know, this surprises some people. But your body, when we're talking protein is made up of approximately 30% collagen proteins. Now, your skin, hair, and nails and bones are made up of about 70% of the protein is collagen. Now, we get almost no collagen in our diet. Again, bone broth has collagen. Fish skin or fish broth has collagen. If you're eating the skin of a chicken, hey, there's some collagen there. We don't consume that very often today and so our body doesn't have some of the building blocks it needs to start to repair and rebuild our actual gut lining so that's why i recommend again part of resealing is doing either a multi-collagen like a collagen supplement i ideally if you're buying collagen look for a multi-collagen one that has chicken collagen turkey beef fish but has type one two three five and ten collagen but you want to get collagen so that's one doing bone broth as a supplement, as a bone broth protein. But again, that's a big thing. If you want to reseal that gut lining, you've got to give your body the collagen building blocks because actually your gut is made up of a big part of it is made up of collagen. So we have to have collagen to help rebuild that.
0: Mm, absolutely. In your book, you talk about healing for your gut type, and I love this because. Something I talk a lot about on the podcast is that there is no one diet that fits all and we really do have to embody bio-individuality and listen to what is right for us. So let's talk through each of these gut types. The first one you talk about is the candida gut. So what is this all about? Can you tell me about the different, because you've got the candida gut, the stress gut, the immune gut, the gastric gut, and the toxic gut. What is this all about?
1: So this was really looking at traditional Chinese medicine. So today again we look at everything based on, you know, western medicine for the most part. I mean that's where a lot of people if we're talking about the United States, Canada, you know, just general you know, North America, Europe, Australia, it's it's a lot of western medicine. In terms of the philosophy and mindset versus eastern medicine, really tends to look at things at a more big picture perspective. So, you know, the truth is there are multiple causes of leaky gut in these issues. And so I broke it down. People have different types. So the candida gut type is based off of what's called the earth element in Chinese medicine and people that have excess dampness in their body. Again, think about what dampness is. Dampness is if you go into a a wet basement, what can start to happen there? Well, a wet basement starts to get mold growing, fungus, parasites, essentially yeast, overgrowth, mold overgrowth in that area. What we say is candida in Western medicine is dampness in Chinese medicine. And so how do you treat dampness? Well, you get rid of foods that increase mucus in the body. And those foods include anything with, you know, high sugary foods tend to be very high on that list. Wheat products, egg whites are very uh, dampening. Bananas are dampening. Dairy is dampening. So again, getting rid of those foods and then consuming foods that dry up dampness and kill candida are going to be foods uh, that are very nourishing to the spleen and typically orange. So pumpkin is a great food for that. You know, most vegetables are great, but especially bitter foods are the best foods for drying up dampness. So we're also talking about things like broccoli rabe and uh, artichokes and arugula. You know, these are bitter foods. So you want to do Foods that are, are orange in color, you want to do some bitter foods. And uh, you want to do warming foods like bone broth. So that's ideal for that candida gut type. The emotion those people are most apt to have is going to be the emotion of worries. The herbs that are best for a candida or candida gut type are going to be herbs that are drying like paldarco, oregano, cinnamon, uh, and then also herbs that support and nourish the spleen like astragalus. So those are all great for that gut type. Um, for for the candida gut type,
0: okay, and then what about the stress gut type?
1: Yeah, stress gut is related to the water element in Chinese medicine, and those people are most apt to have the emotion of fear, fear of failure, fear of disappointing others. Water elements are related to the uh, reproductive organs, the kidneys, and the adrenal gland. So, really, it's doing things to really support the adrenals. If somebody has major adrenal fatigue or what somebody would call a chi deficiency. In Chinese medicine, we need to strengthen that primarily with reducing emotional stress with diet and adaptogenic herbs. The diet that's most therapeutic for those organs is going to be foods that are sort of very dark in color, like dark, deep blues. Blueberries are great. Raspberries are great. Um, Also, chia seeds, black rice. So really nourish that type. And then adaptogenic herbs that nourish the adrenals and kidneys, such as uh, reishi mushroom. Rhodiola rosea, holy basil, ashwagandha, all of those are really going to help nourish that type.
0: Okay. And then what about the immune gut?
1: Yeah, immune gut is related to, uh, again, this is especially important for people with autoimmune disease and people with the most severe sensitivities or inflammatory bowel disease and autoimmune disease oftentimes start on this plan. This is known as the metal element in Chinese medicine. And if somebody's experiencing the emotion of grief or loss, that would also affect the mimoshi. So they'll need to really work on building joy in their life. The other thing about this type is the food type is, and there's a flavor related to this type, and it's pungent foods. So people do very well with things like horseradish or uh, raw cheeses can be nourishing to those people. Um, well, you know, Things that, again, are pungent in flavor are very good for them. And foods that are, are white color or a light yellow nourish, nourish the immune system. So ginger. Uh, is very good. Again, that's very pungent, of course. Chicken broth, cauliflower, so white, and and uh, by the way, all colors relate to a type. So I mentioned this earlier, this earth element or candida needs orange foods, especially things like pumpkin are nourishing. If we're looking at, and then beef, it's that sort of reddish color to it, and that's good for the heart as well. And then as we're talking about, again, stress gut type, they need those dark colors, especially dark Blues and purples and dark greens like kale are very good for them as well. But again, the metal element or that immune gut, best immune foods are going to be those foods that, that are light yellow. Think about in traditional Chinese, like when I was sick as a kid, Melissa, my mom always gave me chicken soup with ginger ale. So I don't know if anyone else got a similar remedy, but when I was sick, I, I drink a lot of you know chicken soup and ginger ale. Well, that's an ancient Chinese remedy only my mom, unfortunately, she gave me like, you know, this chicken soup from a can with MSG and white flour noodles. And then the ginger ale was like soda. So I'm pounding high fructose corn syrup when I'm, you know, a kid. But now that I know what I know, my mom got that idea from probably her grandmother who made real chicken broth and ginger herbal tea. So when someone's sick in Chinese medicine, that was the remedy. You do chicken broth, with ginger ale. And those light yellow colors are the most therapeutic the immune system. I mentioned cauliflower is on that list as well. But those are some, you know, very good ones for that type.
0: Mm, my mom did the same, but she was uh, similar to yours, not out of a can, but she would add in, you know, noodles and things like that. If only it was just the chicken and the vegetables, hey?
1: You got it. That's exactly right.
0: So, what about gastric gut?
1: So gastric guts related to your upper GI, and that's if people experience the emotion of worry or have, let's say, an issue like SIBO, that's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is very common today. Acid reflux is another example of an issue there. But those issues tend to be related to worry. When somebody worries a lot, that is going to cause major issues of that upper GI. So for them, um, for that, that's really related to the, um, to the heart, uh, the, the emotion of the heart. And so um, doing foods that are red in nature where you're nourishing your heart is very good. Um, so like beets are a great food there. Uh, grass-fed beef is good for those people. Pomegranates, you know, those foods are very nourishing to the heart in that system. Uh, are going to be the best. Licorice root extract would be high in that list, or DGL licorice. Hawthorne would be very good. So, those are some of the best things for people with that issue.
0: And then, what about the last one, which is toxic gut?
1: Yeah, toxic gut. This is related to the wood element in Chinese medicine. And if somebody experiences the emotions of frustration, impatience, anger, think about how true this is. When somebody is a drunk or drinks too much, oftentimes they'll call them an angry drunk. So, oftentimes because when you drink alcohol, it affects your liver and it can cause anger and vice versa. So again, drinking too much alcohol causes liver toxicity, which act- causes people to act out in anger. So we, and of course that's related to toxicity. If you're doing a lot of alcohol, it, it toxifies the liver. So we need to detoxify the body in that case, which again, think about this. If you're, you know, let's say if somebody has a really toxic liver It can start acting on other organs as well. The gallbladder gets backed up. You're not digesting fat properly. Then that can cause leaky gut. So there's a number of things there. But the wood element in Chinese medicine or this toxic gut, if somebody's toxic, they tend to need some more sour and bitter foods in their diet. They don't want to go overboard, but getting a little bit of sour foods every day, sauerkraut, a little bit of lemon juice and hot herbal tea, doing herbs like milk thistle, turmeric, artichoke. Um... Things that are, again, are lightly sour. When you taste artichoke, it's a little bitter, it's a little sour. That's why that's like one of the perfect foods for, for toxicity there as well. Cilantro is another great example of a great food there. But the wood element, think about wood or think about spring. You know, things are just getting green. So sprouts, fresh salads, green apples with a little sourness, of course, right? So those things are all very nourishing to the toxic gut type.
0: I love that you have such a holistic way of healing the gut because it's not just about, you know, what's going on inside. I love that you incorporate the emotional side, the stress side of things. So I think that's really, really important. And I love that you do that. And if anyone is listening and they feel a little bit overwhelmed and they think, oh my goodness, I've I've got all of these issues. I don't want people to stress out about it and I don't want people to be overwhelmed because like you say in your book, most people can radically turn their gut health around in 90 days. Like That's not a lot of time. Like That's doable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If people follow what we've talked about today or if somebody wants a more concrete plan, they can get it in my book, Eat Dirt, and I go through everything in there for each type and that type of thing but yeah if somebody follows a plan most of the time in 90 days now i will say this some people can do it in 30 days some people can take you know closer to let's say if somebody has severe inflammatory bowel disease and candida you know they 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 may take 12 months but in general a lot of people even with major issues and listen even though the person might take nine months total, if they're super severe to completely recover, they will still see big, big results in 90 days. In fact, most people I think will see big results in just 30 days.
0: Do you know what's really interesting is for me, I get eczema on my finger under my wedding ring, right? And that, to me, is my indicator that my gut is inflamed. So if I have, I've recently been traveling all over Australia with my husband for our show that we've been doing called Open Wide, and I wasn't getting as much sleep as I usually get. I was on the plane. I wasn't drinking as much clean filtered water as I usually do. I wasn't eating my clean food like I usually do. And so this eczema flared up under my wedding ring. And for me, that is my indicator that I'm inflamed and that I need to kind of look at my gut. And so I've been home for a week and within just three days of getting fully back on track with sleep, getting into nature, meditating... Eating my clean organic food and drinking clean filtered water, that has completely gone. Now, I know there's probably there's a lot more that I need to do inside my gut, but it's just amazing how well the body responds so quickly when we give it the right environment.
1: It is. I'm with you. It is absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of times, you know, when people try and get healthy today, maybe they just start taking one supplement and they think, okay, I'm just gonna do this and and then they're like, oh well, it didn't really work, you know. I, I just encourage people if you have a health challenge, just do a makeover, you know, kind of change everything, you know, change your breakfast, change your lunch, change your dinner, change your, you know, start doing some things to take care of your emotional state. Do all of those things, and you know, a, a lot of these things, I know a lot of times we hear, okay, these are a lot of changes, but you know what? Most of them are swaps. You're not losing anything if you stop eating the cereal and the bagel and cheese, chim- cream cheese for breakfast or whatever it is and you swap it out into a smoothie, I would argue a is pretty darn easy. You know, it takes me thirty seconds in the morning to throw in some coconut milk and a cup of berries and then some bone broth protein and collagen powder. I mean it takes me almost no time. I can drink it in the car if I want. I mean it takes very little time. So most of these changes are very doable and easy. Yeah, it may take you a day or so to sort of plan and, you know, prepare and, and Think about, hey, what do I need to change? But you know, some of these changes—they're—they're they're just easy swaps. We're not telling you you got to start exercising three hours a day, try and fit it in. A lot of times, it's hey, just just make a simple swap.
0: Exactly. And nothing changes if nothing changes. So, if you want different results, you've got to do something differently. And that's something that I remind myself of often. Like, if I'm wanting to learn something new or wanting to implement a new healthy habit, then it just takes, you know, a couple of days of really implementing it into your life. And then it's ingrained and it's like brushing your teeth and you don't even think about it anymore.
1: You're exactly right. So, everything that I do at this point is just habit. You know, I'm so used to, Eating this, you know, the healthier breakfasts and, and, and meals. I'm so used to now just taking a couple walks during my day, even if they're really short, that, yeah, all these things really add up and make a big difference.
0: Now, I would love to turn the spotlight on you now. And I'd love to hear what is bringing you the most joy right now. What's one thing that's bringing you the most joy?
1: I, I love traveling with my wife. So we, we've done some trips recently. We actually just got back from New York City and and they've got some of the best food in the world there. So we went there and ate at some restaurants and went shopping and just hung out in, the, you know, in our hotel. And so that was fun. You know. We, so again, I, I love spending quality time with my wife. We love paddleboarding. So we'll go down to Florida here, the end of the month of March and you know paddleboard, work out together and have a lot of fun. And we, we love our dogs. Doing uh, adventures with my wife is a lot of fun.
0: Mm, that's so sweet. Now, what is one thing that you're working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment?
1: You know, my time in the morning, I, I used to wake up really, really early in the mornings and I uh, haven't been waking up as early as uh, as I had in the past. So I'd like to get up a little earlier, have a little bit more time in prayer and meditation in the morning. So that's, that's something I'd like to, uh, I'm going I'm to be more proactive in doing.
0: Sounds good. I love that time in the morning. It's such a sacred, special time, isn't it? It is. So now let's pretend that you have a magic wand and you can put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world. Now, besides your books, let's presume they're already in the curriculum. What is one book that you would choose?
1: There's a book I really love if we're talking health, and it's called Healing with Whole Foods by Paul Pitchford. And it's a really in-depth book, but it's a very good book looking at holistic health, digging deep into Chinese medicine. And so that would be very, very high up on my list.
0: I can't wait to read that. It sounds great.
1: Oh, yeah. It's an awesome one.
0: So now I'd love to hear your morning routine. I am obsessed with hearing about how people prime themselves for the day and how your day unfolds. So do you have any like morning routine things that you do and little things that you do throughout the day that really set you up for success and for a day that's going to flow with ease and grace?
1: I typically start just being grateful and I'll, I'll sing and just say what I'm grateful for. And then I'll, uh, yeah, then I'll read something and then I'll pray. So I, I do that every morning. And for me, honestly, if I don't do it, I just notice that maybe I, you know, maybe I don't react the right way to something or I don't have the right mood or, or confidence And versus when I do, when I wake up in the morning and just think about all the things I'm grateful for and you know, I tell God about it and I spend time just reading and growing myself. I just, I you know, I feel like I can conquer the day, so that's a that's a big deal for me.
0: What are three things that you're most recently grateful for?
1: You know, I'm really grateful. My my wife and I were uh, were actually building a house with my in laws in Florida, and we're excited to be down there in March. I'm really grateful to spend time with family down there. I, I really love time with family, and especially adventures together, as I mentioned. So. I I'm grateful and excited to just spend more time with... Not everyone loves their in-laws. I love mine. But uh, anyway, so that being said, I'm excited to spend more time with uh, family. Really grateful for that. I'm just... I'm grateful that I get to do what I love every day. I mean, I love teaching. I love writing. And so I feel like that God's put me in a position to where I get to do what what I love. So I get to, you know, whether it's speak at seminars or do interviews or write and lead a team. So I'm just really, really grateful that Every day I'm in the job and the career right now that I just absolutely love what I do. So that's big. And then, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my health and my family's health. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I've, uh, you know, I feel like I've been led to overcome certain, you know, things that I had, you know, in the past. And I have great health now. My mom is doing great, my wife. And so we, you know, we, um, you know, I'm just, I'm really grateful for, uh, you know, for, for good health as well.
0: That's so sweet. And it's funny, the older I get, the more I want to spend time with my family. And I'm like you, I love my in-laws. I'm obsessed with them. I'm so grateful for them. Every day, I am so thankful that I have such beautiful in-laws in my life, because I know that's not the case for everyone, but I'm really grateful that I do. I just could sit around and talk with them for hours. So now I've got three little rapid-fire questions for you. In your opinion, what is one of the most important things that we can do today for our health? Just one thing that we could do today.
1: Just change breakfast. Even if you just change breakfast, you're changing 30-plus percent of your diet, one-third of it. So every morning, start doing that smoothie and get collagen in your diet that way. So just add in either almond milk or coconut milk one scoop of either collagen protein or bone broth protein, and then uh, some fruit. Just start doing that for breakfast and I think you'll see a big difference.
0: Mm, yum. Sounds good. All right. The next one is, what is one thing that we can do today for more wealth in our life? So this is abundance in all areas of our life.
1: I'm a big believer in... uh and you become who you surround yourself with. And then also, I'm going to hit on two things here, prayer and meditation. I wake up every morning, I tell God what I'm grateful for, I praise Him. And then I just, you know, and 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 I feel like knowing that God is for me, not against me, and really thinking about, I'm unique. I was created with a purpose, and knowing that and pursuing that really changes the way that I act and think in everything I do. The other thing is visualization. I visualize, you know, how things need to go and work out. You know, I, I, I visualized... Myself, where I'm at now, I visualized my, you know, my prop, my books, and how, you know, in, in stores around the country. I it visualized my, you know, my products being sold in Whole Foods Market and, uh, you know, all over the world. So that's, so I, I think I think those are two big things. Mm,
0: I agree. Visualization is so powerful. So, so, so powerful. I visualize all the time. It's something that I do just before I wake up in the morning or at the end of my meditation. If there's something that I want to manifest in my life, I visualize it and I feel it with every cell in my entire body. And that has really been supportive for me. So, I love that you do that too. Okay. And the last one is, in your opinion, what is one of the most important things that we could do for more love in our life?
1: Oh man, I mean, for for me, if you want more love in your life, I think it's. I'm sure people answer this a lot, but it's about serving and loving others. You know, I, I, uh, you know, what a lot of people tend to do to get attention is they start talking about themselves or doing something so people will look at them. You know, if somebody has a real servant's heart and they're out there finding ways to better someone's life. I think that long term they will get a lot of love in return. And I think also going in in, and looking at your life, you know, I think a lot of people just surround by themselves with people that just show up. For me, you know, I believe that you become like the people you surround yourself with or the five people you surround yourself with most. So I take time, I mean, I, I I have patients do this or people I coach in business, all of them write down, hey, who are the top two people that are sucking energy and just your confidence from your life people that are maybe naysayers or negative or just not treating you right with the respect you deserve push those people out of your life in terms of the time you're giving them and then hey write down the five people you need to spend more time with the people that make you better and people that are encouragers people that are lovers you know and and so and then focus on being able to schedule and get more time with them so i think that combination of focusing on and spending more time around certain type of people, along with looking to better the lives of others, whether it's, hey, give them a book they need or giving them an encouraging word, whatever that is. I think that goes a long way for people getting more love in their life.
0: Beautiful advice. And I couldn't agree more. So powerful. So simple too. Oh, yeah so I just wanted to acknowledge you before I ask this last question I just wanted to acknowledge you and thank you for the work that you're doing in the world you are a real trailblazer and you're doing such beautiful and powerful things and I'm so grateful that I stumbled across you and that we've now been able to do this interview and you've sent me your book I'm very grateful for that and just want to acknowledge you for all of the work that you're doing so thank you so much and I have one last question. What is one thing that I personally and the listeners can do to serve you today? How can we serve you?
1: I'm just a big believer in uh, teaching people how to use food as medicine. So I'd encourage people to take something they learned on this program or... I go on social media, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, myself and my wife, Chelsea are really active on there. You know, you can follow us on there and maybe share, you know, share a video that I post or something like that in the future. But I just did a Facebook live today actually on cannabis and CBD. I did one, you know, I've, I've done a lot of different, you know, d- do a lot on my Facebook and Instagram channels. So yeah, going on there, like the page and, but you know, just sharing this knowledge with others, I think is, uh, you know, I, I, I would be really grateful for that.
0: Oh, yeah, we can absolutely do that. And we will link to everything that we have mentioned in the show notes so people can grab your book and everything else. But Josh, thank you so much for being here and for all of your wisdom and your knowledge. We are so grateful. And I hope everyone goes out and grabs your book.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for having me on the show today, Melissa. It was great talking with you and everybody.
0: I got so much out of today's episode and if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire even more people together. And don't forget to tell me on social media, either on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, who you would like me to have on the show. And for everything that Josh and I mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that is at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 73. And you can also check out all my other episodes there too. Also, just a reminder, you can now get your hands on my book, Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships, and soulful sex. All you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for wanting to be the best version of yourself possible and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot Share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you have to do to get this episode into their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating and wealthy isn't a
1: dirty word.